Happy Holidays. This is your path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Absolutely no Grinches allowed. Forget what you think you know about church and Christmas. pray. God of glory, your splendor shines from a manger in Bethlehem, where the light of the world is humbly born into the darkness of human night. Open our eyes to Christ's presence in the shadows of, your, of our world, so that we, like him, may become beacons of your justice and defenders of all whom there is no room. Amen. Amen. Be seated, please. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening. Um... A reading from the book of Isaiah, or rather the prophet Isaiah. Upon your walls, O Jerusalem, I have posted sentinels all day, all night. They shall never be silent. You who remind the Lord, take no rest and give him no rest until he establishes Jerusalem and makes it renowned throughout the earth. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his mighty arm, I will not again give your grain to the food to be food for your enemies and foreigners shall not drink the wine for which you have labored but those who garner it shall eat it and praise the Lord and those who gather it shall drink it and drink it in my holy courts go through go through the gates prepare the way for the people build up build up the highway clear it of stones lift up and in <coughs> An ensign over the peoples. The Lord has proclaimed to the end of the earth, Say to the daughter Zion, See, your salvation comes. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. They shall be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and you shall be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the letter of Paul to Titus. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy, 
through the water of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. This Spirit he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while uh, Quirin Quirinius, Quirinius, thank you, Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went uh, from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the, from, uh, from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In the region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, Savior, to David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he fought favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about the child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all, those, all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The True Gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the Word, the Light. Please be seated. So I say good evening to you. Good evening. How would you react to a sermon composed entirely of questions? Are you intrigued when the questions refuse to give you answers, leaving you pondering over the text for yourself? Are you angry? Is it the preacher's job to explain things? Is the preacher doing his or her job properly? Are you mystified? How would you react to a sermon composed entirely of questions? Do you recall the past sermons uh, you have heard over Christmas time? What were their messages? Is it easy to remember a sermon you agree with or a sermon that angers you? Is it a bad sign that so few come to mind? Something to be ashamed of? Something not to admit to the bishop? Can the bishop remember his own sermons of a year ago? Or is the lack of conscious memory a good thing? A sign that they have blurred into one another, blurred into your very self, shaping who you are today? Or is this a non-question? Do you recall vividly one particular Christmas sermon? That, will, that still shapes who you are today? And, what if, and uh, what if you were preaching? What would you say if you were giving a sermon at Christmas, at Christmas time? 
Would you focus on the mangy stable around the back of the inn with no room and preach a prophetic message on justice and homelessness? Would you call to mind the homeless on the streets of Dallas and compare them to the Messiah with no place to lie his head? Would you tell the story of the Holy Family's desperate escape to Egypt to save their lives from the murderous King Herod and compare that with the plight of Mexican immigrants huddled not in Egypt, but in South Texas, the scars of a life on the run on their bodies? Or is this all too moralistic and grim? Oh, so worthy, but just a bit too uncomfortable. What of the Prince of Peace? Could you preach on that? Would that go down better than an uncomfortable sermon on the injustices of the world? Such a needed attention, uh, such a needed sermon, but can you find the time to write it? When your own Christmases are so busy, so stressful, can the baby prince of peace bring peace to the preacher? Or is it only for others, for those who hear? Is it hypocritical for the preacher to preach a sermon they know they struggle with in their own life? Or is it irresponsible to neglect areas you know others need out of cowardice, out of fear of appearing a hypocrite? Would you preach or refrain, refrain or preach? Are you glad it's not you standing up here now? What would you say if you were giving a sermon at Christmas time? Would you look out to the, to the uh, wise men? Would you look to the wise men? Were there three of them? Were they actually kings? Why do the carols say one thing and the Bible another? Does it matter what you say? Will the congregation notice anyway, or will they scour their Bibles, spotting your inconsistencies and your sloppiness? How much will focus on the explanation of the text, on the esoteric wisdom that you have collected from the commentaries? How much will it actually be practically applied to people's lives? But what about his life, the one over there sitting next to me? Now, it is the same, it is the same as mine. Will a lesson from the shepherds that is so relevant to a man at work in a city office mean anything to a school-aged congregant? Will, any, will an application about the scholarship, uh, scholarship of the wise men designed for uh, those studying for their SATs mean anything to a retiree who hasn't seen school since for, for six decades. How can these texts be applied to the lives of such a diverse group of people? How can they be applied to my life? If it was just me, which Christmas text would I be looking at? Which would challenge me the most? And what about everyone else? What would, what would speak to each of them? Which text, wise men, shepherds, prince of peace, stranger in the manger, word made flesh? Isn't it the preacher's job to choose? 
what doesn't the preacher give? Uh, give what, why doesn't the preacher give any answers? How would you react to a sermon composed entirely of questions? What about the wise men? Do they endorse astrology when the rest of the Bible seems to uh, reject it? Or are they a sign that whatever our uh, mistakes and whatever the strange philosophies we experiment with, God, God can find us in all of them? Do you read your horoscope? Would you admit it to the bishop? Which is more trustworthy, Mystic Meg or the Bishop of Dallas Universal Life Church? Aries and Libra or the Bible and prayer? Is it all just harmless fun? Why did the wise men look at the stars anyway? Am I following a star? How is God guiding me? Have I ever refused his guidance? Am I comfortable with this talk of God speaking to them and God speaking to me? How does God speak to me? How does God speak to you? What does he say? What is the star God wants you to follow? Will he call you on a journey that lasts years like the wise men or a short stroll down the hill like the shepherds? What about the, the frankincense, myrrh, and gold? What would Joseph and Mary have thought about them? Are the Jews, Hindus, Romans, and half the world right that incense owns a deity nigh? What would Joseph have thought of it or the baby Jesus? If not with incense, how do I show that I acknowledge Jesus with God? What does it mean for the baby Jesus to be God? What does it mean for Creator God to be a tiny six or seven pound baby crying for his milk. How can God be so vulnerable? And what about the gold? Was that a treasured uh, birthing present put away until adulthood to remind Jesus of these strange visitors to the, to the cradle? Did, it, did, it, uh, did its enduring presence help Jesus know he was special? that he was a king with a destiny to save his people? Or did the gold go quickly on bribes to cross the borders or, or buying bread in Cairo, keeping Jesus and Joseph and Mary alive when no one else was there to help them? What is it like to be a refugee running away from a dictator who kills little children? Can we appreciate their plight when we have so much? Do we get too many presents at Christmas? How would our children react if they only got three? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Myrrh. What sort of person gives an herbal embalming fluid to a baby at its birth? The baby Jesus born to die? Does the church talk too much about death? We're not enough. Are you comfortable with the fact that one day you too shall die. Does faith help you through that truth? Or do you come here to escape from that truth? And what about those for whom Christmas is painful? When death is not the death of Jesus on the cross, but the death of a loved one 
whose absence is all too noticeable around the Christmas table? What if the death was one of the children and the empty chair is at the kids' table? How do you preach Christmas to those who are left to grieve on Christmas? And what about the lives of such a diverse group of people? Which sermon? Maybe the shepherds offer, offer a better solution. Do they remind you of happy childhood memories of uh, nativity plays and, and two-year-old uh, sheep going bah? Or do you preach on them as rejected outcasts, people forced into a cold, smelly job nobody wants, then rejected by the religious establishment because they, they have no time to be ritually clean? Is the shepherd's outcast status something that unites us all? Do we all sometimes feel on the edge, unwanted, rejected by others? What do we think of a God who picks not millionaires, but shepherds? What can I bring him as poor as I am? If I was a shepherd, I would bring a, a lamb. If I was a wise man, I would do my, my part. But what, I, what can I bring him myself? What, what can I bring? Or if not shepherds, do you preach on Mother Mary? What would have happened if she had not said yes to God? Have you said yes to God? Were you ever merry in a nativity play? Did you wish you were? Why is she the most popular one that all the children want to be? What's wrong with being a, a sheep? Bah! And which Mary would you preach on? The toddler Mary in the nativity play? The statuesque Mary of Renaissance art? With a teenage mother, far too young to be a mother, a child with her own child. Which Mary would you preach on? Or should you have preached on Joseph? Are there too few sermons for guys? Is that why in most congregations there are uh, less men than women in church? And what of the ultimate man, the, the word made flesh? What does it mean for God to be a baby crying for his milk? And what does it mean for me and for you? Was the word with God? Is the word God? And to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to be children of God. What does that mean? Why do the cards go on and on about, I'm sorry, the carols go on and on about that so much? Where meek souls will receive him Still the dear Christ enters in. Be born in us today. Born to raise the, the sons of earth. Born to give them seasoned birth. What does it mean? Has Jesus been born in you? Have you been born again? Do you understand the question? How would you preach to people today? What could you say? that would help people understand their need of the Word made flesh? What events led you to becoming a child of God? How did you come to believe in His name? Have you come to believe in His name? What does that question mean for you? Would you rather go back to the soft focus nativity play or, 
Or does that challenge of the homeless Jesus, the asylum-seeking holy family, seem less of a challenge in the light of, a, of the challenge to believe in his name, to be born again? Which would you be more comfortable preaching on? Which would you rather somebody else, would you rather somebody else had to preach? Which would you remember if someone else preached and why? After all these questions, would you rather just cut the sermon, give gold, frankincense, and myrrh, or a big fat check? Anything to get it over with? Do you now need a sermon on the peace that the prince, being, that the prince brings? Which sermon would you have preached, and which sermon would you rather have listened to? And how do you react to a sermon? comprised, composed entirely of questions. Amen. Be seated for the announcements. Everybody's favorite, and I mean favorite, part of the service, especially on Christmas time, don't you think? All right. Let's go, Gavin. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Please don't hesitate to uh, give us an email. Send us an email. Feedback at DallasULC.com. It's very simple. Very important, but very simple. Feedback at DallasULC.com. As we're having a few computer glitches, it's okay. We're going to get there. Gavin, just go ahead and move forward. There we go. Might be running a little slow. Right on it today. All right, prayer requests. Do you have any prayer requests? Uh, a lot of times around Christmas time, we, we uh, prayer requests seem to go up, and it's uh, it's important that, that they're answered, and we'll be glad to do that for you here. All you got to do is send us an email, pray at dallasulc.com. Pray at dallasulc.com. Okay. You can make a difference. We are a nonprofit corporation here at Dallas Universal Life Church. None of us here take a salary. Uh, we all volunteer. Um, and we need your help to keep our doors open. You know, it, it's not cheap. Um, it's not cheap running a church, believe it or not. Um, computers, microphones, cameras, um, vestments, hosts, electricity. We had our Macintosh is, is aging over here and it's, it's, it's about gone. It's not able to handle the work we can do anymore. Uh, we've had to borrow some money to purchase another one uh, so that we can keep coming to you. Otherwise, I mean, we wouldn't be. So we do need your help. We need your help in supporting this church, which is your church, so that we can keep the doors open, keep the electricity on, and keep coming to you every week with the good news that we offer from Jesus Christ and from God. And we hope that you'll find it in your heart, especially around Christmas time. Around, around now is when we could really use it. You know, we could really... Our, our keeping the doors open bank account is pretty, pretty low, and we could use your help. So please consider giving a donation to Dallas Universal Life Church, and you can do that by simply going right here, dallasulc.com. All the information is right there. I try and keep that as up-to-date as possible, and it's all fully tax-deductible. Also, if you're an Amazon shopper, make sure you go to smile at amazon.com. Make sure that we are your charity, and Amazon will graciously grant, uh, give us a, a half a cent for every dollar that you spend, which does add up. All right, moving on. Don't have any money? That's okay. We don't either. But you can't volunteer. And it's a great way to give back to your church. And we need you. So 
uh, go check us out at DallasULC.com, or you can always sign up with me. Just come on here to the church office and say hello. All right? Yeah, he's moving right along here. Right along here now. All right. Hey, did you know we had a podcast? Did you know that? I did. I didn't. Podcast. Wow, we're getting fancy. We do indeed have a podcast, folks. If you haven't checked it out, please go check it out. It's a little different than um, than watching it on YouTube or or or, or whatever. Being actually being here is even different. It, it's just different. Check it out. You'll see what I mean. Um, you can always find our podcast by going to Your Path with Bishop Mark. Just go to your favorite search provider, type in Your Path with Bishop Mark, or there's your cue, Gavin. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, uh, Breaker, Podbean, Spotify, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, um, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Okay. Anywhere fine podcasts are heard, you can find your path with Bishop Mark. All right, folks, it's that time of year again for New Year's Eve and a safe alternative to the streets here in Dallas. Uh, celebrate 2020 DULC and NYE. Now, Gavin, you're going to go through these points one at a time and you hit those, the intro key. So just go ahead and we're ready for the first one. Let's see what the first thing says about it. Okay, one more time. Here we go. Tuesday, December the 31st at 8 p.m. That's this coming Tuesday. Uh, we'll open the doors at 8 p.m. here at the church. Now, lockdown will be at 11 p.m. Let me explain that to you. Lockdown means no in and no out. That's it. 11 o'clock. If you're not in, you're not coming in. If you're not if you're not uh, out, you're not going out by the you know occasional you know fire or emergency that we'd have to get out for. Otherwise, no, you stay here. This is a. It, it, there's a reason we do that. It's for safety. It's to to help uh, control any alcohol that might be being used. Um, things like that. So. Please understand this is this is not trying to be mean or ruin your fun. You can have fun here. And that's what the whole idea is, to have a safe alternative. We're not saying you can't drink here. You can drink um, as long as you do it moderately and don't go overboard. You know, I mean, this is a church. This is your church family. Just have a good time without going crazy, you know? So that's that. Okay, so 8, eight o'clock is the doors open and 11 o'clock we'll have lockdown. Okay. We will have light hors d'oeuvres. Okay, light hors d'oeuvres will be served and there will be a champagne toast at midnight. Okay. Also, I know what's next, but we'll see if it comes up. We'll have a light breakfast in the morning that you'll be served. I will actually cook for you. And we'll have a sunrise prayer service. Now, that sunrise prayer service is kind of important for all of you who got your Christmas present this year, which was the St. Benedict uh, medal uh, bracelet. Because at that, as you'll hit the next one, Gavin, at that prayer service, we will also be blessing uh, the St. Benedict medals. So please bring your St. Benedict medal with you that you got for Christmas from the church, from me, and we will bless those on, on New Year's Day, okay, New Year's morning, all right? Now, there is a $10 donation request at the door. Let me explain that to you. Remember a little while ago, I said the church is kind of broke? You know, we need some money to keep our doors open? I'm not lying. Um, we don't have the funds to support the party. I don't have the funds to support the party. So $10 for having a good time with your family here, I think it's pretty pretty good uh, rate. And that'll be enough for us to cover the hors d'oeuvres and the champagne and whatnot. M mostly. Hopefully. If, if not, you know, uh, we'll dig in somewhere and find something. But we, we, will, we will have hors d'oeuvres, we'll have champagne, we'll have a light breakfast. Um, but it, we do ask for a $10 donation uh, to help cover those costs. Okay, so please consider that. More if you'd like. <laughs> okay. All right. 
New York, uh, New Year's Eve and D, uh, D-U-L-C. I like that. N-Y-E-D-U-L-C. Say that fast ten times. Short and sweet, guys. Um, just before we go, before I give the final blessing here, Merry Christmas to all of you. Um, Thank you, Gavin. You know, some of us don't have family, and some of us do, but we are also a family here. And, and whether you're, they're here or not tonight, it's okay. I know that they're still my family. I still love them, and I still wish them a Merry Christmas as well. Get your butts to church. I, I don't want to get into it too much, but I, it's going to be a, a... We've got a lot to, to look forward to next year. And hopefully some growth, and hopefully some, some, some new blood coming in, and some, some changes that'll really get this church where it needs to be. And that's not just in this small space. I mean, it's wonderful and very cozy and very nice, and it's easy for me to get to work. But um, we need to grow. We need to get our message out there. And I, I implore all of you, all of my congregants, all of my brothers and sisters that are that been a part of this church, to talk about the church. Don't be ashamed to talk about it. You know, get people interested by showing how you live your life. And remember that tonight, the most amazing gift was given to us. A gift of pure, unselfish love so that we can simply live. Merry Christmas. I'll see y'all Sunday and then for New Year's Eve. So it's a busy week. So let's move on.